0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses
1: Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact.
0: Hey, all 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Washington versus Oregon was the game of the year. Too bad TV networks decided to ruin the most exciting conference in college football. It is I, Rob Paul, aka Dion's biggest fan. Can't believe my Buffs got up twenty-nine, nothing. Didn't even need to stay up for the second half. And with me as always is AJ. It's officially Caleb Williams' is bad season. Marquez. Oh, more on that later, baby. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who leaped, deeked, and leaked. During week seven of college football, let's do it seven, seven. Seven,
1: seven. One, two, one, two, three, four. seven, seven rounds, rounds in, heaven in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for a a Stroud or a Bryce Young. Young, Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's Who's gonna gonna find a steal
0: in the fifth?
1: The the home team. team. Let's go seven Seven rounds. rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds rounds forever. forever. And And that's that's a song.
0: Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by... Fansville the movie. AJ, how badly do you want a Fansville movie?
1: Uh, is it just a cut of all the commercials put together? Or? Yeah,
0: just like I'd actually, that try. reminds me. This is a super off topic, but when I went to the Guinness factory in Ireland, there's a room where you can just sit, and they just have all the Guinness commercials playing like consecutively on like this, like in this like movie theater room, and it's actually amazing. Like I, I, would... I sat. In, I sat in there through, like, 20 minutes of Guinness commercials. I'd honest. go to the
1: Dr. Pepper um, factory to watch all the uh, Larry Culpepper and then the Fansville commercials. Do you think they'd show the Larry Culpepper, or have they wiped that? It's a good from- question. Uh, to me, Larry is, like, a fundamental figure in the history of uh, Dr. Pepper advertisements.
0: Remember and, when they teased him, like, t- two yeah, years ago?
1: Yeah, I remember. That's why I don't think they'd wipe him. I don't think they would.
0: Do you think when Fansville... If it ever ends, Larry will finally come back. Yes.
1: I think they're going to end it soon. It's,
0: uh, they're running out. Really?
1: Of it. I think they're running out. Nah,
0: of it. I don't know. They get me every time. They're no, no, they're still work.
1: killing it. But I think they're they're like, you know, Dr. Pepper's it's, too creative. It's time, time for, for a new from, thing.
0: Some, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it started with Larry. They moved on from Larry. So they'll have a new thing. Yeah. That's what I would do to work at Dr. Pepper. Anyway. Well, I was watching those Dr. Pepper Fansville commercials all weekend. I had to sit through some football games, Ugh, too. Annoying. And that brings us to our college football week seven superlative, starting with best freshman. Where are you going?
1: I'm am uh, going to go double two lane. I'm going to start from the start here. Go with the Green Waves. I thought uh, two of their offensive players, one running back, uh, Makai Hughes. Looked, uh, looked pretty damn good. 26 carries, a buck, 30, and a touchdown. Uh, not not a, the biggest dude, but well-built at 5'11", 205. Has been pretty damn productive, I'm pretty sure, this year. And he looked, he looked like a solid back, but also their receiver. I'm going to d- double-team here. Their receiver, Chris Brazel, just kept making plays. A little brazzle-dazzle as they said on the broadcast. <laughs> 103 yards on, like, three catches. Uh, he looked pretty damn impressive going downfield, making some big plays. I thought that that Tana was fun on... Uh, what was it, Thursday night? Thursday night tandem.
0: Was that not Friday night? I don't know. The, the weekdays blend No, that was Thursday night. SMU was Friday night. You're right. You're right. I won't tell you. No, wait. No, it was, was Friday? Friday. SMU it was, Friday. was Thursday.
1: Yeah, SMU. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: Damn you. Uh, I'm going to take it to Saturday, and I'm just going to give it to a pair of Ohio State freshman receivers. Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, who came in when the Buckeyes were just dominating the Boilermakers, um, ooh, Austin Regis threw an interception. Stock down. Um Tate and Innis look like the next two great Buckeye receivers, both uh five stars, I think. Uh Innis had a late 58-yard touchdown where he just kind of took the top off the defense from the outside. Carnell Tate, though, was kind of working into the receiver rotation before they'd pulled the starters. And there'd been a lot of hype about him uh over over the summer he's an IMG guy and uh he long lean explosive ball skills are impressive he uh he might be a guy we're really talking about next year when there's uh, a
1: little bit more room for him in in us to hit the field i'll give you one more and speaking of five star receivers uh south carolina's nick harbor the i think it was the top was it the top uh, yeah the top top recruit he was
0: no, I but I think
1: he was the top um, athlete. Athlete, yeah, because yeah. who knows where to play him? It was like six six five two forty five or something like that. Yeah, he was uh, the
0: number one athlete,
1: number fifteen nationally. Fifteen nationally, uh, was number one to. No, that's wrong. But Anyways, can't even beat Quinn. Um, yeah, Harper Harbor hasn't really been on the field too too much this year for the Cox, mm. but uh, had had just had one catch, but it was forty five yards downfield and. He just went down and just bodied the DB out. Uh, it was pretty impressive seeing that size. And you know, he's a, you know, like apparently like a fucking world class track athlete. Um, it just, I want to see more of him. Gotta get him more involved.
0: How would it make you feel if I told you he was born in 2005? Bad. So don't tell Good. me that. Okay. I won't. Jeez. Uh, I was also 6'5, 240. When I was 18. Yeah. Best sophomore, AJ. There's one there's sophomore one, who deserves this. We'll mention more, but there's specifically one. He comes from Medicine Hat, Alberta. <laughs> He's the best player in the country. Elik? I think so. A.O. Manor. Manor? I heard his name a million times on the broadcast Friday. Day. I heard, heard it, it
1: pronounced differently, though. A.O. Manor. I don't know. Um, Elik
0: A.O. Manor. Yeah. We're, we're going with that. Yeah. From Medicine Hat, Alberta. By way of Deerfield Academy in Massachusetts to Stanford, this man's been everywhere. <laughs> no, and, and he was dunking all over Colorado Friday night second half. The comeback credit to him.
1: Literally, yes.
0: L- yeah, thirteen catches, two hundred ninety four yards, three touchdowns, all
1: in the second Most, half. Mossed and over Moss,
0: Travis Hunter,
1: <laughs> Catches incredible. Year candidate. Yeah, Th- it was... like
0: that, that was one of the best wide receiver performances that I've seen in my life. It
1: was. It was awesome. It was... When I found out he was from Medicine Hat, it got even better. And um, yeah, yeah, started with that that you know ninety seven yard catch and run, and it's like oh okay Stanford might have a chance. And then the sixty yard touchdown, and it's like holy fuck. And then it was just play after play, him lined up against Travis Hunter, you know generational talent, blah blah blah, and they just kept <laughs> feeding him, and he was just beating Hunter, and a lot of it was you know little slants, but he was just dominant man. Like he's 6'2", 200 pounds plus. He's, he's well- the real
0: Mapletron.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's well-built. He's a good athlete. Uh, the yak was nice. He had that one where he got spun around and kept his feet and kept going. He almost feels a little bit like Michael Wilson, but more explosive. Um, the real Mapletron. It seems
0: like, to me, he's like Jerry Rice, but better.
1: Yeah, yeah but better. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. What a performance. <laughs> that was my favorite. We could talk about him only, and I'd be happy. Um, and...
0: A lot of it was at Travis Hunter's expense. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, on the other side of the ball, I thought Travis Hunter was one of (laughs) the best sophomores in the country. 13 catches, a buck, 42 scores against Stanford. Obviously, like, Colorado Dion seems to understand that their team really lacks talent. And so Travis Hunter, despite not having played in weeks, has to play, like, (laughs) 150 snaps both ways. Like, they did not give him a rest, and that's part of the reason uh he was getting toasted on defense but at the same time man he's a better receiver than he is a corner right now yeah and good. it's just like the easy change of direction like the body control with the ball in his hands yeah he has like there's like go-go gadget arms like he's a long ass arms yeah. to pluck the ball he looks so good at receiver uh, after not playing in weeks
1: yeah, it was great. And just watching the two, like when Hunter was on defense. Like they were both like gasping for air, but they like, kept like just feeding A.O. <laughs> uh it was so much fun. But yeah, Hunter was unreal as a wide receiver. It's just it's just funny. We're like it was a bad D B game for him, but a, a really good receiver game then, like you said, coming back off what Lacerated Spleen? Was yep. it Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that was a crazy performance. Um, I'll give you two more. Uh actually I got three more, I lied. But I'm gonna go with two tight ends. Um, sticking out west, how about Luke Velling, the Oregon State tight end who had 83 like yards? Musgrave, he, I thought, yeah, I thought it was Luke Musgrave. Like Packers sent him down to the farm team, a couple touchdowns. That one down the seam, uh, the touchdown down the seam looked exactly like Luke Musgrave. Musgrave, good size. I think he's like the same size as Musgrave. Good athlete. Um, yeah, he's he's the next Musgrave baby. And also, um, just got thrown to my guy Colson Loveland. I I know I talk a lot of Loveland, but. I feel like like uh, the Big Ten fans know him, but I feel like I haven't seen like that. I know it's early, but I haven't seen that draft type of hype that you see from underclassmen sometimes yet. You you got to do your way too early twenty twenty five mock draft. <sighs> Go and read it right now on WalterFootball.com. dot com. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think oh you are I am going to Walter Football. Please though. no, you, you, talking, we'll never get out of talking. it. Um, <laughs> your computer will crash. Um, come come next summer though, uh, Loveland's going to be talked about as. Um, one of the Absolutely. top tight ends in the class, uh, eighty yards touchdown. Uh, one where you know JJ McCarthy scrambled and sent him down yeah, it downfield. Yeah, he's real deal. Okay, Walter Football's uh, sorry,
0: but Walter Football's website seems a little better than it used to. You
1: know, my favorite part of Walter like Football, like unironically, still, but is they always use the throwback logos for college, and they always have. It's my favorite part. Yeah, they got Drew Aller going number one with the Penn State throwback logo. Yeah. Oh, Shadur's in this draft. Oh, well, Walter Football's got the tip. Please, we have to get a... You can't, you can't go down this Tra- wall.
0: Travis Hunter going fourth to the L.A. Rams with the St. Louis Rams logo is my favorite. That's sick.
1: Do you have uh, any okay, other sorry. sophomores?
0: I'm going to keep reading this while I talk about other sophomores. Well, um, it's perfect,
1: yeah. Whoever's on their list, go for
0: it. I got t- two uh, SMU Mustangs. Uh, quarterback Preston Stone, who was the biggest recruit in school history and hadn't played because Tanner Mordecai had been there, and now he's gone. And, and Stone looked like pretty... Le- I know it's East Carolina, who's not very good, but like oh. his arm looked pretty legit. He had a couple drops from his receivers and still finished with 276 and three scores. I just thought, really interesting um, guy. You, you could... like The blue-chip talent stood out on the G5 level in this. And his tight end, MJ Maryland, Russell Maryland's son that dude's like i think like gonna be p- pretty big time uh, uh SMU's i believe gonna he be was big a, time i believe he's um uh was a big recruit as well um and i uh i don't know he just like he had like a wicked touchdown um Sorry, R.J. Maryland. I knew I had it wrong, and that's why I sounded distracted. R.J. Maryland. I thought you were just reading all the sit. football stuff. Yeah, well, I was. 6 uh, 4 2 Southlake, Texas, baby. Um, yeah, but he was a four-star recruit, number 17 tight end in the country, and I remember when he went there, and, and people were like, oh, after, um, after his freshman year, like, this is a guy to watch, and, yeah, he looks pretty legit. Oh, wow, this
1: this. Smart draft, man! Holy moly! Is third and four hundred thirteen? Wow, steal! Um, is RJ Russell Jr. It must be, it must be. Um, I'm going back to the East Coast with uh, North Carolina running back, Marion Hampton, who's been uh, one of the better running backs in the country this year. Honestly, nearly two hundred yards against yeah. uh, the Miami Hurricane, touchdown and a touchdown receiving. Yeah, legit back. We've talked about him a few times this year already. Um, looks like the next North Carolina running back.
0: Uh, with the Walter Football uh, mock drafts, are like if you want to get to the pick seventeen to thirty two, you have to go to another
1: page. He can't. They can't. The one page can't handle all of those throwback logos. Okay. Oh, I
0: think they have a, the same guy going twice. That's pretty wild. <laughs>
1: It doesn't happen often. Never
0: seen that before.
1: Okay, come on. you
0: got to get off Walter football. So, so, sorry, sorry. I'm almost done. Uh, my weekday warrior is Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt, who was not his best statistical game, 1931-259, up a, a touchdown pass, a rushing touchdown against Memphis. But it was a big AAC win. They were down early, and then they just kind of took off um, in the second half. Uh, he just, man, he is so accurate he mm-hmm. throws this great anticipation it feels like a guy who in this deep quarterback class we're not really talking about him enough because he plays in the g5 and then come um like senior bowl season it'll be like oh the nfl episode loves this guy and he'll go yeah to or something. yeah like maybe maybe not to that extent but like he feels like one of the more like High floor underrated quarterback prospects in this really deep flashy quarterback class. Yeah, He's having a great year. There's a
1: lot of those guys where like if it was a weaker class they'd be, you know, spoken I've of really so well. much. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good pick. I, I'm going to give a couple to like, Green Waves just to follow you up there. How about a pass rusher Darius Hodges? A couple sacks. Look good. He was just oh, constantly boy. in the backfield. Yeah. Also, I just want to give some love, but I got another guy after this. Uh, to their safety, Lance Robinson, who's a six-year senior, had that great like, diving interception um, against the sideline. Fourth pick of the year. I just got to give some love to a six-year dude. But uh, my highlight guy here, and speaking of giving love, friend of the show, praise uh, – uh, oh, I still can't say his name. May Wally? You you got it down. It's close. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a couple sacks. I, I I wasn't even sure if they gave him – he had a strip sack. I don't, I don't even know if they credited him with it. It was a nice play. Um, had a sack early in the game, too. Was making plays – uh, yeah, he's still going to be interesting to watch. Still a sleeper in this class. Uh, obviously has the the traits and the tools, um, and hopefully he you know he keeps he keeps stacking sacks down the stretch.
0: The uh, UTEP defense kind of feisty because Terrence Knight, their linebackers also got like some like East West Shrine Bowl buzz. And yeah,
1: stuff. it's a it's a good team. Good team.
0: Best two and five team in the country. Uh,
1: easy to say that, yes. Hey, the, the,
0: the, they're without Gavin Hardison, their star quarterback. So,
1: yeah, but the the backup won won the <laughs> won the locker
0: room. McConnell won the locker room. Yeah, exactly. Um, my best offensive prospect of the week. This I think lots of options this week, specifically a receiver. Um, I had to go with Roma Dunsey.
1: You know what? I, I think you're right. I kind of give it. I gave it to all the receivers. I think you just That's want to walk so, down
0: there. a uh, cop-out. No, you're uh, a cop-out.
1: You know who I, wouldn't have done that? Walter Football. Walter <laughs> Football would have told you Romo Dunze is a fourth-round pick. I'm going to read this 2026. 20, oh, my God. Please stop. Um, I did double cop-out this week, by the way, so just, just heads up. Um, go. Odunze first. Let's do it. Let's talk all these receivers, though.
0: Um, I feel like he – without without him, one, Washington doesn't win that game. Uh, but Correct. To, 128 yards and two touchdowns against an Oregon defense that is one of the best defenses in the country, um, and I think the best defense of the Pac-12 this year. Um, and it, it it was like, even with Michael Panic struggling at times, it it, it just felt like Odunze is too big. He's too athletic. His body control is ridiculous. Yeah. His hand strength is ridiculous. Like he is just a complete receiver. And entering the year, I think like pretty firmly top 50. Type of receiver, would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And now it feels like we're trending towards. Oh, this guy could be a top twelve, top fifteen, top ten pick. Just it, it it's going to be tough, just because after Marvin Harrison Jr., there's him and a few other guys, and we'll mention some of them uh, at receiver who are just so talented. There's so many talented wide receiver two options in this yeah. class, but man. Odense, because what, what what, did we hear? He apparently ran, like, a sub 4-4, right? I think so, yeah. And he's six three two fifteen. Like, he is um, just a monster Uh, when the ball's in the air. 50-50 catches. Like, the body control just off the charts. And, I don't know, you saw it all throughout this game against Oregon. Even with, again, Penix struggling.
1: Yeah, and I think he's only getting better. Like, he's leveled up this year. And, yes, uh, for sure. it, it's not like he was poor last year by any stretch of the imagination, and I love that he's on this, you know, on this, you know, with the Heisman favorite throwing on the ball because he gets the love. If like it feels like last year, we talked a lot about Od- Odunze, and obviously he could have came out, but uh, I don't think anyone expected him to. Um, but it felt like the national hype wasn't there, you know. And but this year, all eyes are on Odunze without that, with that Washington passing attack, and yeah, I love that. I love that so much, and I, he was one of my highlights here. But I thought just. This whole, well, not the whole, but a lot of these receivers, man, they've been, I think they've been the stars of college football this year. I think they really have. You know, speaking of the Heisman race, it's kind of, I don't know, like Penix is the favorite, but I I don't know how I feel about that. More on Penix later. But, you know, there's been no stars, except to me, like these receivers have been. And I'll start Odunze, maybe the highlight this week. I would also Keon Coleman, the Florida State receiver, who, yeah, I mean, Walter football's got him going top five. Walter football's got him top five, and, and that might be a little low, baby. Yeah, 140 yards receiving a touchdown, but 247 all-purpose yards because he had that great punt return that took him inside the 10. Yeah. Deep touchdown. Had that highlight real sick one-headed catch over the middle early in the game. He's been He's just been a dude Every game except for um, that one game this year. Go ahead. Do you know
0: Babers had a great quote about it? And I'm going to misquote him too. But it was like something like God doesn't make like a lot of people like that or something. Yeah, it's a good. Like, but I think like the one-handed catch obviously ball like the body control and the, the concentration of yeah. bring that in. But I thought the punt return to me was the most impressive thing because a receiver that big moving that fluidly. Yeah. It just the the it kind of killed me the fact that they threw him back there to return punts.
1: Yeah, and it, well, the game wasn't close yeah. either. Like, like yeah, you know, they make the like, playoffs and you save that for a big spot. Okay, but and blow it against Q's. I gotta respect that. hell out of me. A six four two hundred and fifteen pound receiver shouldn't be moving like no. that
0: though. Like that no. was ridiculous. And no. yeah, I mean him Adernsey, uh LSU's Malik Neighbors. Yeah, I was gonna name Neighbors. Yeah, uh, Igbuka was out this
1: week for Ohio State, but just like there's so many on wide receiver two options. Yeah, quickly on neighbors. Then it was kind of like the last one I was going to name, but he yeah, had that sick catch and run for the touchdown early in the game. He's been awesome this year. And how about speaking of speed? How about on the other side? I, I know I'm hitting so many guys for you, Rob. Just check guys off here. we us going to talk later. How about Troy Franklin on the other side of the ball of uh Dube and say. Um, speaking yeah. of speaking of you know spotlights, it feels like he hasn't got it this much this year. Uh, and obviously, this all eyes are on this game in college football this week. A cash is a buck fifty four. touchdown was balling out there with with uh, Bo Nix and company. He also he f-
0: so much of it came in the second half. Yeah,
1: yeah it did. It, it did. And you know the uh, you know Muhammad was playing his ass off across from him too, and uh, who I was going to mention later as well. But yeah, like yeah. Uh, Franklin just feels like I don't know. I, I don't feel like. He, I don't want to say flying under the radar, but he is. He is. Yeah, especially because there's like, because, because look at all the receivers I'm naming that are great. You know, right? So
0: he's also a guy who I think had had some pretty good buzz coming into the year. Yeah, and I think he's he's definitely taking a leap this he season. He has. Yeah. Yeah. And like he could be a second round pick. Like he definitely. Is, downfield explosiveness, he's he's lean, but he's long. Yeah. And you see him, like, he can play as an X, he can win f- th- those contested catches, and he, uh, man, this receiver class, not the senior group, but the underclassmen, holy smokes. Can I give you one
1: more? Please. Like, one more receiver? Yeah. Please. How about Tez Walker? About I like... <clears throat>
0: I put him for transfer. He popped on the scene because, yeah. like, he is the king of all transfers. Where yeah. he, the NCAA fucked him, they finally got it right, and he was you unreal. Can see why Mac Brown wanted him to, on the field. So- <laughs> yeah, why <laughs> Mac Brown told the NCAA to go,
1: to go fuck themselves. Why? Because he
0: threatened to sue the NCAA. Yeah, because
1: instantly three touchdowns, to 132 yards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right away, man. What? A, what an impact and. That's such a difference maker for this team. that You know, we just talked about Hampton. Obviously, Drake, May, we've talked about plenty. But for, I mean, and tight uh, end and Nesbitt. But for them to have to have this type of weapon on the outside Intez Walker is, um, that's next level yeah. shit for the Star Heels team. Just Love the that, big playability yeah. with May's arm. Like, holy. Yeah. Love that third touchdown, too. Like, just that, that little dig route. Uh, hit, you know, May hits him over the middle, and he just outruns that whole Miami secondary to the corner. Yeah. Um, to the pylon, I should say. Yeah, balled out. All these receivers are ridiculous. I feel like they've been the most enjoying thing about college football this year. Um, I mean, the quarterbacks are, are awesome, too. But, like, they're, the quarterback, you know, discourse is annoying. Uh, it's I always like just fun. to The punters, too, yeah. yeah absolutely. Tony Taylor. Yes. He was he was booming them this weekend.
0: That's, yeah, you hear Matt rule what he said about the wisconsin Iowa game. He said, Ooh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. He's not wrong. No. So happy for Nebraska. Um defensive prospect of the week I think it was a little harder I I think with offense you can like like you said, choose any of the receivers or all of them as you did. Yeah. Defense I, I think a little less clear. I went with a guy in a losing effort who every time I watch him I just come away like, oof, this guy's gotta be the top safety in the class. And that's Cameron Kitchens at Miami, who had uh, a bunch of tackles, broke a pair of passes, had a sack blitzing up the uh right up the A gap. Uh, of sack and drake may i uh, had another tfl the dude just like looks like such a complete safety um he like the the sack was awesome it just t- timing it came on block but timing it and showing the physicality but man the pbu like he's got the the range and instincts to be a middle of the field safety but they were having him come up and like man up on bryson Nesbitt, who like you touched on really talented guy who's potential top five five ten in this class and just seeing um like him handling Nesbitt who's like a 6 6 250 pounds tight end uh seeing him um <clears throat> locate the the football uh through like playing through the hands on the 1 PBU kind of over the middle like he's just I love him he's he's one of my favorite players in the country
1: and was back last week i think it was his first game back after that scary injury um, a few weeks ago and last week he was kind of the guy that that you know, cost them on the last play. They they kind of gave up that, that game-winning touchdown onto the to the mighty Georgia Tech. Um, yeah. So re- really good to see him bounce back from that and off the injury and uh, looking damn good. I'm going with another cop out. Rob, is that okay with you? All of the pass rushers in the country. No, I'm going with the Notre Dame defense. I think they're the second stars of, a, of a college football this week. Hell, the main stars, maybe. Starting with how, how about Xavier Watts, who was everywhere on the field, out of nowhere. Uh, we, I didn't even know who the hell he was. But every single play, two picks, the fumble six, force a fumble right after that, was all over the field, uh, was on real performance, going down the line. How about how about JD, J.D. Bertrand, who I feel like we haven't talked about enough this year. He's been really, really solid at linebacker. Also all over the field. And then I, those corners, those corners in uh, Cam Hart just just played really well. Morrison was great, had the interception. And then up front, I mean, I was, I was going to save another one later, but how about Cross was making plays? Uh, you know, I was going to save another one later, but they are making a bunch of plays, man. And that was the defensive performance of the year. I think we'll see a lot more of those defensive performances going down the stretch against USC. But as to now, that was the defensive performance of the year. And uh, i got to love it. That that Notre Dame defense is balling. I love seeing Marcus Freeman again going like that. Going to have a bunch of guys drafted. Um, It's a ton of fun.
0: Good pick, cop-out. So you've named most of my players for shooting (laughs) up the board I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I had Keon Coleman. I had Troy Franklin. Uh, That's Okay. I'll go Jabbar Muhammad, who yeah. you also mentioned, because you just mentioned everybody. Um, the Washington <laughs> corner, the Oklahoma State transfer guy, I really liked over the summer. I was super excited to see him with the Huskies. You need corner help. I thought he looked awesome against yeah, Oregon. Me too, especially in the first half. Like they, they basically like Bonick rarely tested him after a couple times early, and just the the mirror matchability was mm-hmm. really impressive to me. Uh, looks like the next
1: Washington Husky corner. Yeah, being drafted. no, I liked him at, at Oklahoma State, and yeah, he had that deep pass interference, but uh, you know he was getting tested plenty, like you said in the early in the early, in the first half. Had that PBU on Franklin. You no, know, he was balling out. I put him here as well. Just like unbelievable footwork comes is what I think every time I see him. Yeah, no, I agreed. He he really feels like a he felt like he should have been Washington all along, right? Um, my my top guy is another guy in a losing effort. I, if I was going to give the defensive prospect of the week uh, award solo, it would have been to him, and that's uh, Arkansas's Landon Jackson. Yeah, he's my out of nowhere guy. Yeah, for real. I mean, out of nowhere, but six foot seven, two eighty one, freaky size. Uh, LSU transfer. He's been an Arkie for I think the second season though. Yeah, but he had three and a half sacks, eleven tackles against Bama, and like, damn, he's using his hand. Like you know, sometimes we see a big edge rusher like this like I don't know like there, there's been guys in the past and they're just winning with they're bigger they're faster than a lot of people um, but that, you don't get to do that against Bam. and he wasn't he was winning in a variety of ways I thought his pass rush repertoire looked really deep uh, was, was just using his hands really well and you combine that with like he looks pretty fluid for a man that's six foot seven, two 281 yeah. Uh, really out of nowhere, but like legit, I think. Um, and also, I I pull up his picture. He looks exactly like NoHo Hank from from Barry. So that's a massive bump for me for on my board. Uh, first round pick already, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I, I I kept checking. I was like, who is this person?
1: He was. Who's dominating? Just, he
0: was the best player on the field.
1: Yeah, he was. Like I'm
0: not even kidding. It's not hyperbole. And just the fact that he's that big. Um, I put your boy JJ McCarthy. Who? Because I think we we're having a lot of ups and downs from this quarterback class, especially in the QB three race. Um, and I don't know, JJ just looked super efficient. He hit the over on his rushing yard, so I cast a bet. Uh, Indiana did a good job playing the run. Yeah, they did. Like I thought they 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 made Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards look pretty pedestrian. Um, and I thought like JJ kind of had to step up a little bit. He just looked really good on the move. Um, he, he looked good at a structure it still feels like at times like I, I want Michigan to like let him do more but um he clearly has all the physical tools to be a, the first round quarterback
1: yeah and, okay correct me if i'm wrong here but in a, in a year where everyone is trying to pick their qb3 first and we've seen a lot of different names it, it feels like McCarthy's kind of been underrated uh, i think
0: but the problem is he's been underrated by like the major people mm-hmm. but i think like the draft twitter people who i i like respect the opinions yeah. of have
1: been on the jj mccarthy qb3 train for a while yeah and shockingly he's like tied for second for heisman odds so yeah going down the stretch i think I, th- I think the big love is gonna come
0: um yeah just they just haven't played a ton of big games yet they're just <laughs> no. rolling through the the
1: shitty Big Ten teams right now. Yeah. Um, Michigan State this week, that doesn't help. And then once we get to the Penn State game, that's that's where we'll see it. the hype come, I think, if they keep it going. Yeah, that's why it's come from McCord this week. <laughs> I'm going to go opposite GJ McCarthy. I think it's a perfect lean-in to a guy I think we talked about in the Ohio State game, uh, Indiana linebacker yeah. Aaron Casey. Awesome. who Yeah, he is awesome. Another six-year senior. You know, he's got a – he kind of plays all over for them in the front there. six two two thirty five. 235. Um, I think they credit him with only one sack. I, I saw two sacks. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, it was awesome. I think I think Indiana had more sacks in the first half this this week than Michigan's allowed all season, or at the same amount, I should say. Uh, forced that fumble out of bounds, too. And then maybe the best play was that sweet tackle for loss on uh, Blake Corum where, like, they're running the stretch, and he just worked through a couple blocks and just blew it up. Yeah, uh... <laughs> You don't see too many six-year guys like really emerge like like I think Aaron Casey has, but
0: well, in, in his two biggest games, he's like yeah. just shut down the run. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's been unreal. I think that's a guy that like when we get to the draft, uh, you know, to the offseason, and people are digging in, that's going to be a favorite. Yeah, at the Ivan pace of the class. Um, Pretty much.
0: <clears throat> I thought uh, I'll, I'll give you a couple quick ones. Spencer Rattler looked. His interception came on the last play of the game through that out of the window, but looked quite good against Florida. He's had a really great senior season. Yeah. And I feel like it's being overshadowed by the fact that South Carolina's not yeah. winning games because their defense sucks. Um, but yeah, he, he looked really good again. He's doing it without Juice Wells, the stop receiver, and helping Xavier Leggett boost his stock. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think he'll be... Man, I was thinking about it through the context of Spencer Rattler, where it's like, if you were to name quarterbacks for the Senior Bowl, Spencer Rattler would be maybe sixth, seventh, or eighth quarterback you name, and that's why they have to take eight because he needs to be at the Senior Bowl. Yeah,
1: no, and he's a guy that deserves to be there, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, how about Graham Mertz on the other side too? Rob, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> his best game of his career. That was sick. <laughs> He'll be at the Hula Bowl. Um, I
0: also put Cedric Gray, the North yeah. Carolina linebacker, who Me too. just looked really good against the run. Had the uh, had the pick. Easy read of Tyler Van dimes eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I put Tyreek Williams, the Ohio State interior defensive lineman, who was just a wrecking ball against uh, Purdue's run. He had two TFLs, and then on passing downs, he came in with two batted balls. That's pretty good. He's, on. He's a fun player.
1: It's pretty good. I'll give you two more. Um, how about Georgia's Tyke Smith, who I, I thought played a pretty strong game. It had a really nice interception where he just undercut the route, basically ran it for him. Uh, saw the play in the ball, reeled it in. Good play, and how about, um, obviously, in a losing effort, but I thought Brandon dorless played a really strong game for the Ducks. I did, too. Had to sack, had a couple TFLs. Felt like he had more pressure than that, too. Huh. <clears throat> Go ahead. You are going to say something.
0: I was going to say, honestly, if if they had, if Oregon won, I, I would have probably like put him in Jordan Burch's um the defensive prospects for week for me cuz like they were just beating Michael Pennings down. Yeah,
1: Birch like I feel like I think he had he got created with the one tackle and had that uh, pass deflection early in the game, I think maybe the first snap. Yeah. That was it. I thought he played really well too. Um both could have been outplayed the box score guys. Yeah, definitely. That's it. That's it for me.
0: Uh, going to shooting down the or sl- sorry sliding down the board. I put Shador Sanders who threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> his Stanford, but the game losing interception and it felt like on multiple fourth downs, like he just doesn't handle pressure for, like very well. And their yeah. offensive line's really bad. It anyway. is so it feels like if he's not that good at his structure, like when things aren't on time, he just really struggled against Stanford.
1: He's, he's um, okay when he decides to pull the ball down, but most of the time he doesn't, and it's just like fading and fading and fading and big sacks. Yeah,
0: he fades from the pocket like constantly, and I get it. The offensive line's so bad, but yeah. like, man, he's he's developing some like bad habits behind that bat. He's the most pressured quarterback in the country. I think he's been pressured over 100 more times than Bonix and Michael Penix. Um, and crazy. like that, again, that's like actually the right stat. Like, I'm not making that up. That's like crazy. He's been pressured like 124 times, and like Penix. And the Knicks have been pressured like a combined 30 times. Um, but, yeah, like, especially, yeah, on the fourth downs, on the interception, it's just like, yeah, fading from the pocket, yeah. fading, then, like, kind of running around and then making a poor choice. Yeah. And it, it's, like, it's not his fault that Mel Kuiper said he was, like, quarterback two or whatever. Or I know. Maybe that was Matt Miller. I forget. <laughs> I think it was Miller. But-, <laughs> um, but, like, man, like, the hype got too much. He's a very good quarterback prospect, but like, there's some clear issues there.
1: I totally agree. You took the words out of my mouth. Um, I put him here. Do you want to? You want to get some quarterbacks out of the way first, even though. I'd been...
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Kyle Williams, three
1: interceptions against Notre game, Had the worst game of his career. I put him for overhyped. I, I thought that was a conversation to have, given like. You know, all the funny hype we saw, you know, him being better than Trevor Lawrence and Andrew, Joe Burrow and Andrew Luck, whatever else there was, and then he came out and just, you know, stunk it up. That was easily the worst game of his career, and I think that was another, like, just trying to do too much, and another guy that, like, he has to get better playing in structure, but another guy with a bad offensive line in front of him, you know, so there's a lot there's a lot working there. I think it's just, this was, um I don't know, not actually sliding down the board, it's just like that heat check discourse hype type of game, and realizing that he is uh human and he isn't a perfect prospect um but he's da- still damn good right yes he is AJ he is you know who's not damn good <laughs> who Joe
0: Milton's not yeah a good quarterback, that was right? my next so, one <laughs> I, th- I think like collectively like at some point though like I haven't seen the Joe milton hype anymore I think as a nation we collectively agreed like yeah. no this guy isn't it but the, in the summer,
1: it was so him throwing the ball over the stadium, and like we sick. were both buying. Like he's like, yeah, this is the top quarterback in the SEC. You know, he's got the best chance, and he's been. Like, what What is this offense? Like, like to go from Hendon Hooker, you know, and, and, and Jalen won. Hyatt, and wins a yeah, win? They won. They won the game. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, like that offense was so high flying, and then you saw what Milton did towards the end of the year in, in the bowl game. And then, um, you know, <laughs> come out and he's, he's 100 yards and 50% completions. It was such a such a beautifully round round number performance, though. Touchdown the to pick, 100 yards, 50%. It was perfectly balanced. But, yeah, he's stinking it up. <laughs> he's stinking it up. And I think we see, like, old-school Drill Milton where, yeah, he could throw the ball at 95 yards, but it's 40 yards over his receiver's head. Yeah. One more quarterback because this is another guy with funny hype and uh, – I fourth screened that TCU-BYU game. And from the start, Keaton Slovis was stinking it up, threw a pick six immediately, uh, was under 50% completions, 152 yards, no touchdowns, picks. It did not get any better against that TCU defense that hadn't been very great up to this point this year um, for the most part. And, yeah, it's just bad. I I don't get the, the bigger media hype, you know, like the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world. I think it's just a guy that's been around for a long time. That like, yeah, he's played a lot of football. So there's
0: way too many quarterbacks in this class for us to waste our time on him. Yeah, that's that's a really really good point. Um, going elsewhere, all of my other sliders. I just only watch Pac-12 games. I think they're all from the Pac-12. Me too. Uh, I thought Braylon Trace had a really quiet game. Yeah, he he's hasn't been that great this year. I don't feel like. Yeah, he's been fine, but it's he's kind of like with the rest of the edge class outside yeah. of a couple of the top guys. It's just like been kind of stagnant. Like, no one's really leveled up their game. Uh, outside of like Dallas Turner, Christian Braswell's having a really good year, uh, opposite Turner, um, latitude at UCLA. Yeah. Um, I put Dorian Singer, who's just like a non factor for yeah. USC. Yeah. After transferring from Arizona, where, well, one, you're cursed if you leave Jeb Fish's program. Correct. But two, like, we thought he could be, like, the answer to losing Jordan Addison in the first round, and he's just, it's like wide receiver four for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole passing attack for the Trojans weren't strong this week, but definitely, yeah, he's been behind a bunch of dudes. Um, and, go ahead, please. Oh, okay, a- across town, UCLA yes. J. Michael Sturdivant.
0: That was my highlight one just here, a- Rob, yeah yeah just like non-factor and like part of it is like that they're passing attacks so all over the place but like early in the year we saw with him i remember like we're like oh man like him and yeah him and keon coleman like whoo oh boy a couple pair big athletic transfers uh, and obviously Keon Coleman is, continues to ascend and J, J. Michael Sturdivant's kind of disappeared.
1: Yeah, I know totally. And like I guess I was going to say like all these top receivers Keon Coleman included have shined and I thought Sirvert was right there with them. Yeah. And he's not. Been great. Uh, he had a good week one and then he's kind of s- fell off the books he like- here feels
0: like a guy who's going to be returning to school. Ex- I totally agree.
1: Yeah, and red so shirt's top more too. So. He's got lots of time. Um and you know, Dante Moore is not looking great. He's going to only get better. It's probably a wise decision. But yeah, like to me like you know there you know there's a difference for a receiver that's not being productive and not playing well, you know. And he's not doing either right now, I don't think. Like he had a couple deep drops in this game that were tough tough plays. The throws if if more through better balls like both could have been touchdowns. But in his hands, he had a chance, and a guy who you know I thought in the summer, uh, like a you know a second round guy, easily could go mm-hmm. higher. Um, you got to make those plays, and he didn't. Um, and yeah, just he's getting lost in this um, in this really damn good wide receiver group. Uh, anybody
0: else you wanted to mention?
1: Um, I don't, not really. I thought the Oregon secondary had his struggles. You know, Evan Williams did get his I hand. I thought their O line did. Yeah, the whole line did, too. Like, I just... times. Yeah. yeah, and just quick ones. I don't want to be too mean.
0: Out of nowhere, I mentioned I had Landon Jackson. I also had Notre Dame safety Xavier Watts, who had the fumble yeah. recovery touchdown, two picks against USC. He's had a really good year in general. Pretty open safety class. Yeah, it Interesting is. Interesting guy to watch.
1: It's a good one. I'm going to go a little lower key. That's why I got my guys out in early. <laughs> um, Vanderbilt. Back to Vandy. How about their, uh, sorry, their anchor. He's not a safety, he's not a linebacker. He's an anchor, baby. CJ Taylor. CJ Taylor uh who's built like a safety six one two oh five was kind of over the field for for the, for the vandy team baby um had a pick at the end where like he thought oh maybe vandy's coming back almost scored i think he got like just wiped by carson Beck <laughs> might have gotten her out of the play i couldn't find any injury updates not great there but other than that i thought he had a really really good game and um love finding it i know vandy's not a small school but a small big school love finding fun guys out of those schools so someone someone to watch
0: uh, prospect who made me look stupid. I went Donovan Edwards because mm. prior to the season, I was like, this is the dude in this running back class. He has it all. He's going to be the RB1. If anyone's going to be a first-round running back, it's going to be him. And he's just been such a non-factor yeah. for Michigan. His touches have gone down. He's super inefficient per carry. Yeah. And then against Indiana, just 20, 20 yards on the ground on nine carries. And, I, yeah, I don't know. Coram didn't look good either, but uh, this running back class has
1: just been so disappointing. It yeah. has. I don't know what's what's up with Donovan Edwards. Um, He just doesn't look as explosive. He's not making those guys miss at the second level when he gets there. I'm not sure. He got his first touchdown of the year, at least. That was nice. Uh, just got to hope that's a guy that you know turns it on down the stretch when they need him. Uh, I'm going to go with another running back. I might have done this already this year, but watching that Ducks offense... And every time I did last year, I loved Bucky Irving and I loved him, loved him, loved him. And then I went in the summer and I'm like, oh, that's not the guy I thought he was. And then I watch him again during the year and he's so fucking good. And I don't know why I didn't like Bucky in the summer because every time I watch him, I love him. Twenty two carries, you know, one hundred twenty seven yards, a touchdown. Time you
0: said that on here. I know,
1: but I look. Bucky was you know on the big game this week and it keeps happening to me. So
0: it felt feels like he just breaks the tackle every time he yeah. the ball, and he's uh, so laterally explosive. Yeah.
1: So one of the running backs that are looking good. So,
0: um, prospect versus prospect matchup. I just went with the Oregon receivers
1: against the Washington DBs and the Washington receivers against the Oregon DBs. I went with Bonex versus Michael Penix. So yeah, also works. Um, we talked a lot of receivers, DBs. We haven't talked the quarterbacks too much. So, uh, who? Okay, in a vacuum, who played a better game? Bonex. I think so, too. I think so, too. You you tweeted out that one on Seven like- Rounds in Heaven. that They're rolling out that throw. That was, that was. I don't want to say the best throw any of the quarterbacks made, but that was a hell of a throw. Uh, Penix was great, too. But, you know, he's so feast or famine. Is that a good way to put it? Where, like, you know, the, the deep ball placement is great. when he When he's on, he's on. But, I don't know. When he just kind of sits in the pocket and tries to find a, a guy, it feels like it's, the timing feels off to me. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I, th- I think he's a little sporadic. Yeah. um, Like, he is super fun. He has awesome receivers. He's super great on those vertical passes. But, like, I don't know that a ton of what he does well is going to translate that well to he, the NFL. It feels...
1: I'm not I'm not comping them so much, but a little bit. It feels a lot like Hen Hooker last year. It feels like Drew Locke. No, come on. Drew Locke is legit. What are you talking about? People People want to bench exactly. Gino for Locke.
0: Yeah, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, he's in like his footwork is so just like non-existent, which reminds me of Drew Lock. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I've and it, it, he's going to be super overhyped because some people think he should be a top ten pick right now, which seems insane. To he's me. the highest man favorite, which is less insane, but yes, that's less insane. But yeah. like, also, I, I think he's he's not the best quarterback in his conference. Um, is it, he the
1: second best quarterback in but, his conference?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Like, is, is he the third he, best quarterback in the conference? Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, actually, I don't know. I don't know.
1: He's the been great. He's been great. Don't, don't mean so, to you know put him down or anything, but yeah. it, it's just it's just yeah. You know when he's getting that much hype, like you said, people top ten talk, you know a Heisman favorite talk lines. It's just I think when you sit down and watch, what will translate to the NFL? I think that's when you start to. Get a clearer picture of him as a prospect. Oh, yeah, Bonix, I think just keeps playing better and better. Um, like, which I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that, you know. But yeah, from two years ago at least, like yeah, next was great. That throw, that throw rolling out back, you know, over the middle is a hell of a throw deep. Um, he didn't lose him the game, obviously. I really wish they let him go for the end zone towards the end of the game instead of sailing for the field goal and missing. But it is what it is. Um, it's going to be so interesting to see where how the quarterbacks keep shaping out down the stretch and ultimately, you know, next April.
0: It's... I'm so excited to see what, like how the Senior Bowl and East West Ramble stack these pushbacks. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, I played the box score. I went with Marvin Harrison Jr. who had six catches for 105 yards and a touchdown against Purdue. He had like four three or four drops. Like he should have had I think three touchdowns. He should have had like ten catches. Uh... It was rainy. I just, like, he was just open all day. And, like, the whole offense without Igbuka, without, without trivia on Henderson, like, everything ran through him, everything that worked. And I, I think Kyle McCord's got the understanding that just play like it's, we're back in high school, yeah. just
1: blindly throw it up to Marvin and let him do his thing. Then McCord was like, Yeah, I'm the next, you know, Ohio State great quarterback. And then, you know, learned this last, the first two weeks. Okay, I'm just uh, a guy that gets Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball again. Like I have been my whole life. Exactly. all I'll ever be. Poor McCord. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give you two guys. Uh, First, I'm going back to the Notre Dame defense. The only guy I haven't mentioned yet, the Ohio State transfer, Juvante Jean Baptiste, who had a fumble recovery and half a sack, but I thought it was just constant pressure from him. Not that he stood out amongst these uh, these Fighting Irish, but he was damn good amongst them. And I, I every time I watched the Irish, I just really really enjoy his uh, his game. And here's the homer pick: <laughs> the guy you said isn't a draftable tight end. How about AJ Barner, baby? The revenge game against Indiana had one catch for 18 yards. It was a nice catch, back shoulder, well placed by McCarthy. Um, but he was blocking really well, I thought, in this game. And that might end up what <laughs> ultimately gets him drafted, thanks to uh, Jim Nagy. Also had a really sick pancake on a, on a big punt return too, um, the barn dog baby, Keep, watch out. That's all I gotta say.
0: Uh, my overhyped is Michael Penix.
1: I went with Caleb Williams. Yeah, we we discussed both of that already. Uh,
0: my transfer is Devontae Walker.
1: I'll give you i I'll give you a couple, um, two backs, two backs, two two Pac-12 backs. I,
0: I like this. Can I just say I like this because like half the guys you mentioned are actually already transfers. So I like know. It's just like. Everyone's a transfer now. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um How about um Washington's Dylan Johnson, the running back, like I just said, Mississippi State transfer. Had yeah. his first career hundred yard game. I liked him, you know, just solid. Kinda kinda fits that uh Washington running back mold. Just solid, runs hard. Uh did everything he needed to do. I felt like he was so important on that offense. Like he kinda kept them you know, like like we talked about panic sometimes doesn't Get those like you know rhythm, keep you on track throws, and I thought Dylan Johnson kept them on track and let everything else open up for that Washington offense. And also, I just want to give a shout out to Carson Steele at uh, UCLA, who I, like hasn't been great this year, but starting to heat up now. Had a good third in the pack in
0: rushing, I believe.
1: Yeah, but it feels like he hasn't really announced himself until the last two games. Had a hundred yards this week. Uh, was easily the best player on that UCLA offense. Um, yeah, just so. Love Carson Steel. Runs his ass off.
0: Is that everybody for you? Yeah, everyone. My small school guy who caught my eye is actually playing another game right now. That's Liberty running back Quentin Cooley, who's just... Dude's a bit of a hoss. Like, just short, stocky, physical runner. Wake Forest transfer. And the Liberty rushing attack, is I, they might... I don't know if they still do, but they were... Among like the top three in rushing yards per game, he's been a monster against Jacksonville State last week. Twenty-eight carries, a buck sixty-three, two touchdowns. Just like five-nine-two-fifteen.
1: I love him. He's really fun. Go uh, libs. Oh no. Speaking of, speaking of fun, uh, gotta go to the Kibby Dome, Rob. It's my it's my Kibby Dome ra- roundup. We got the game on TV in Canada. Yeah, I think it was the sense. first first uh, televised game at the Kibby Dome since or ESPN televised since twenty ten. And I thought our, our you know, friend of the show, Hayden Haddon, did not disappoint. Had 139 yards, 11 catches, two touchdowns. Uh, I was dozing off during the game, and I woke up just in time to hear him recover that onside kick at the end. Unfortunately, he was also offside, but big play nonetheless. I thought he was great. Uh, fell just short of the mighty Grizz, and two guys on the, on the other side. I love their quarterback, um, Clifton McDowell. I thought it was just so much fun. It wasn't a huge performance or, or anything, but just a ton of fun. Uh, a couple touchdowns there. And there, I thought the receiver, though, Junior Bergen, was kind of interesting. Looked pretty fluid, undersized guy, but was moving pretty good. Uh, good hands. Had a touchdown under Buck 18. That was game of the week. I don't know who cares about Washington, Oregon. Uh, I did doze off, but that's that's all I cared about.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm happy for us because we get another FCS uh, Saturday night late kickoff uh, between Sac State and Montana State this week. It's going to be an
1: instant classic.